Joking Booster. I'm Beecher Jahari. And this is Urgent Care. A podcast where we, we do try to help you. An okay job giving advice on questions that you submit. We're you, really trying our best. You come in like a regular urgent care with a huge, huge, huge caping wound, and we say, um, maybe you should go to a real hospital. And yeah. you say, but I waited four hours to be seen here. And we say, that was your mistake. You come in with a broken bone and we say, have you tried breaking up with your boyfriend over text? <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Mitra, how are you doing? You know, I'm just okay. Just how okay. Are you? Yeah, I think like here's the thing. The jig is up because my voice still sounds like this. They can clearly, <laughs> I know, I like, clearly I <laughs> they clearly know we're banking these episodes. They clearly know that we literally just minutes ago recorded last week's episode. I still sound like this because it, guess what? The magic of podcasting is that though it's a week apart for you. It is but minutes for us and we're still both feeling like ass. But at least, I feel like our energy is up from the beginning of the episode it that is, we recorded. Because we got really time. horny at the end we did. of we got, last week's episode. We got so horny. Producer Dana fed us Altoids. She did give us Altoids. <laughs> <laughs> One time I was at... Um, I was at a festival and I was talking to one of my friends and mid conversation, <laughs> this is one of the like most fucked things. We were mid conversation and she's like, we should get gum. And I was like, does my breath stink? And she was like, um, no, I just got really worried that my breath stinks. But I was like, no, I think my breath stinks. Like it was just so just like, let's get gum just no, out of nowhere. A lot of people, this is, this is a big like thing in the party culture where I'll be like, do you want a piece of gum? And someone and like you, you always carry gum because like Molly or whatever other uppers like you're like constantly chewing your tongue or whatever. And like sometimes people are like, no, 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 it's cool. I'm not rolling. And I'm like, do you want a piece of gum though? <laughs> and I, want, I like want to make out with you, and I would like you to eat this gum. So, and I said this online, but if someone offers you a piece of gum, believe them. I I I don't even feel really offended by it. It's like if you, if I'm no, thank you. I want to know if my breath stinks. Yes. and if you are offering us, you're letting me know. I have a really bad sense of smell, so sometimes. I'm sure my breath stinks and I have no idea. Yes. So it was fine. But I, but it was like, oh, it shook me. I really, did. I didn't feel that I was at a place where I could have stinky breath yet. What festival was it? This was at um, Clusterfest. Oh, okay. I thought it was a music festival such as Bonnaroo, where we've both been. Yes, together. Where I made you do poppers at an Eminem concert. It was amazing. <laughs> it really, I had never done poppers before. <laughs> and to do it and, during an Eminem concert. Well, but, but it's also like, where else am, am I going no. to do poppers? for Nowhere the first time. Else. Like, and then am I, did I hallucinate this? Did we go on a Ferris wheel afterwards? We did. Wow. We did go on a Ferris wheel, but we did the poppers and then someone, it was like, I think it was in the, I mean, I don't, I couldn't tell you what song it was in the middle of because no, I know, no, God, no. I would say one song, yeah. the song. Um, And, but then it was like, the lights were going crazy. We had just done poppers and then like, someone we know walked up to us and was like, how's it going? And I was like, great. <laughs> 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 and then like turn back around to look at the lights and then it was like all over every but muscle relaxing it was just body. so crazy to like ha have the moment where like it hit and then have someone walk up and say hello <laughs> I love that I gotta say to go back to the boat really quick I kept having these moments in the boat where I would be like fucked out of my mind but also thinking about like what I would tell you about the experience of the boat there were like four or five moments where I I'd be like that. where but that it was also like such a clear indicator to me where I would immediately be thinking about you and like how I would ex explain like a situation I was in to you and I was like <laughs> I need to do more drugs <laughs> I was like I need to disassociate more because if my brain is still going to the place of like how will I explain what I'm doing right now to Mitra later on tonight? But, it, but it also is like 
I think it's also just part of your brain that's like you like I've told you so many times the joy that I get when you post anything about your experience <laughs> and like anything I hear about the festival like the the boat I like I love hearing about it so much that I'm sure it was just your brain being like yeah. <laughs> this will be met with warmth and enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is nice. I had a I had a lovely time. I ate, um we counted uh 41 pieces of pizza. Over um, the course of the week? Over the course of the week. That's really nice. Um, I think it was the majority of my meals were pizza because there's a bar open 24 hours on the Fuck. boat. And that <laughs> Can you imagine? hits for me. The number of times I sat my ass on a Sabaro seat in a jockstrap and ate pizza it was incredible. So, like, can I go on? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I want to bring you, I want to bring you so bad. But the thing is, Mitra, like, it would change you in a way that would not be positive. Like, I, I just feel like I would have a really positive time and I would do a really good job of getting, like, just going to my room and reading a book when I'm not needed. No, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you would go, the thing is, is like, we would be awake at the same time for roughly six hours in a day. I think and that's then, perfect. Yeah. And then you would be asleep for most of it. I will say, Okay, I saw two women. There were actually there was there's always like thirty or forty women who aren't working who are on the boat as well. And on the very first night, I saw this woman, a cis woman, confirmed cis woman, get fingered by a man, um, a gay man, whose dick I had just sucked. And then, and then, and then I the next night I saw a different, again confirmed cis woman, get fingered by another gay man. And anything is possible. Anything is possible. So you, I could bring you on this boat and you could get fingered by a gay man. All right. I'll, I'll have some conversations with wit. Yeah. <laughs> I think if it's because a I, I feel that if I go on that boat, it must be on the table that I can you. get yeah. fingered. Uh, but it will take communication in the like in the middle of the dance floor. And I never I, I, I was like, so it was so it's so crazy because I was so like, I'm so desensitized to seeing men get fully penetrated out but to see a woman in get open fingered. spaces. But to see a woman in a high pony mm. get fingered by a man whose dick I had sucked. I mean, that's that's a lot. You experienced. There was so like, I was like, what is this story? Had that here? happened to you before? Never. Yeah. So Never. It's beautiful that you're you're having new experiences. And there are that. Like it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was very wild. There was one straight couple too that came on the boat and everyone was, it was like, what is the story? Hmm. And we never solved that mystery. I think that's an interesting choice. Yeah. It was, it was not, it, it's not something, a, a situation that I would put myself in. No, <laughs> no. And that is why you have an advice podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they would have called us first. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> But okay. I'm trying to think of what else I should tell you. I don't think so. I think the fingering was the other thing I wanted to tell I, you. I truly love that. And thank you. <laughs> and I was like, she's having the time of her life right now. I mean, can you imagine being that woman thinking that, like, I'm, there's no way I'm getting fingered? <laughs> <laughs> this is the last place I thought I'd get fingered. And then you get fingered. In finger. the middle of the Caribbean. That's amazing. On a boat. In an ice skating rink that they converted into a dance floor. That's incredible. I mean, dreams do come true. Dude. Uh, Shout I got out a to new Atlantis. Anyway. Shout out to Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We, we're both still feeling like ass, as we mentioned last week. So let's just dive into some updates. Great. We got a couple and we're really excited about these. We are. I think this first one's a voicemail. Yes. Yeah. Great. Dinah. Dinah? Hi, Dinah. I'm Australian now. Hi. Okay. Great. Hi, Joel and Mitra. This is... You can call me Dr. Okay, gotta be Lisa. Or Dr. Miz. Um, and I just want to let you know that I am 50 years old. This is the very first podcast I'd ever listened to, your podcast. My awesome daughter set me up. She's a senior in high school, and I was on the airplane, and she set me up, listened to two episodes, and... I'm a doctor, but that's irrelevant. It's it's like it's not going to be you know medical kind of stuff. But basically, I just want to let you know that since I'm old and I have a lot of life experience, I was having these reactions or listening to your podcast, thinking I think I can help a couple of the situations I've listened to. Okay, so the one that you called Gal Close, the girl in the improv troops, two different improv troops, and she was famously one of on our worst girl, calls. But the girl had a boyfriend. The thing is, you need to have her tell the girl that she's totally into her, she's ready to go, she's ready to get together with her, and then leave it up to the girl 
whether or not she's going to do anything. She has to take care of breaking up with the boyfriend. The the gal close doesn't have to worry about talking to everybody or fixing yeah. that out. Okay, then the other one, Joel, the cardboard boxes <laughs> in your apartment. What you need to do is you get a box cutter, right? It's like a big exacto knife. You can get them at the hardware store. They're not very expensive. And then you cut the boxes down into little dealable-sized pieces. You put them in the garbage can over time. So just a few bits every week, and then eventually you get rid of it. You can't get rid of it all at once. Um, I think that's everything so far. And I just want to really put it out there that, you know, if you need any more help, I want to be a resource for you like you're like a helpful auntie. Oh. And so you're welcome. Oh, okay. my God. Bye-bye. Oh, my God. Love all, you. Love, 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 love the advice. Um, Dr. Miz, we'll bleep out her full name. Yes. Um, but she did say we can call her Dr. Miz. Um, oh my god! I love that. I first of all, I'm so honored that we're the first podcast yeah. you've ever listened what to. What a crazy first podcast to listen to! I'm so touched. I'm so glad it's not like fucking Conan. God bless him. <laughs> I love him. Started my career, but I'm so glad it's not like one of the big ones. You know, like I, I, yeah, I'm I'm very touched. Um, great advice. You should check out the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, you, kidding. For fans of us, <laughs> <laughs> you'll love Joe Rogan. Also, please okay. call. Any time. Any time. Um, we actually, we're saving this number. We might call you. I would love to. We're going to get gonna, Dr. We will reach out Ms. to you. We want to talk to you. We'll, maybe we'll, maybe we'll save a few that we don't know how to answer. Yeah. And we will call you. Yeah. And let a big you clump of it. like actual medical. Oh questions. my God. Cause we do get medical questions, yeah. which is. And we deranged. still answer them. We do but. <laughs> still answer them. But, but wouldn't it be nice if. If we got Dr. Miz on the line. But, but I also think just some like general life experience stuff yeah. that feels out of our Well, time. I do think that she, it's funny that she thinks this is. She's so old because, like, I mean, you're like 25 years younger than my parents, so <laughs> yeah. like, you're not that old to me. You know, you're yeah. a peer. You're a peer to me, Doctor Miz. Yeah, thank you um, um, to your daughter. Yeah, for, she does sound dope. Um, for spreading our, the word about us, and yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. We're gonna get in contact with you because we would absolutely love. Yeah to speak more with you. <laughs> yeah, actually, can you tell us why we're sick right now? <laughs> yeah, well, I know why I'm sick, because I eat something bad. Yeah, and I, um, I know why Yeah, I'm sick too, <laughs> so Actually, we don't need help with that yeah. one, but <laughs> okay. I guess, um, what can we do to be better people? <laughs> Smarter choices. Okay, um, next update. Hi, Mitra and Joel. This is Heimless Maneuver giving you an update, <laughs> and I appreciate your notes. I'm going to keep this as short as possible. Um, I don't, just an update, I I want to, I painted the picture pretty inaccurately, um, made myself seem a lot more aggressive than I actually am. Um, he was lying there with his face kind of like very smug. And so, um, <laughs> usually he like, I'm the only girl in a family of all boys and like we've brought house a lot, but I tend to cry. And I think he was trying to make me cry. He's like kind of a jerk. So instead of crying, I got up and walked away. He's laying there and he's all soft bellied and with a smug smile on his face and I just kind of had to. So I put my foot on his stomach and I just pressed kind of gently, but he was soft bellied. So like it definitely hurt, but he was fine. Um, and then, and then I did not run away. I said that I ran away, but I walked in and then I came back out and I said, are you okay? And he said, fuck you. And so I was like, all right, you're fine. And I went inside and slammed the door. So I just wanted to give you guys that like, you know, clarification um, but thank you so much for the notes. I think I am a little bit insecure, uh, just based on like the timeline. So you're absolutely right. And I hope that they have a very happy life together. Like, you know, she's wonderful. He's all right. And, uh, anyway, thank you guys. Love you. Bye. Okay. I have to say this clarified nothing. It's exactly, it, it does not change it, the, the picture. The situation remains the same. The, 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 remains the same. He does sound like an asshole. He will get a divorce. Um, <laughs> their marriage is doomed. Their marriage is doomed because he sounds, actually, this does make him seem even worse, I have to say. But, and this, oh, and just a reminder, this is the person whose brother is getting, she's been with her partner for, for a, really long, a time, really long time. And her brother has been with his for, a, like, I think a year not and is now getting married. Enough. And, and um, she st- stepped, stepped on his, on his stomach. <laughs> soft-bellied stomach. I, that's soft the only, you said the it only twice. addition that we've gotten. You is said soft-bellied, soft-bellied twice. You were fixated on how smug he was. <laughs> yes, we did get smug this in the last, last time. This last time and this time. And that is infuriating, I will say. But the distinction between you running away or walking inside <laughs> doesn't really alter 
I don't think anything for us. Yes, but um, I am glad for more detail. I'm always interested in um, hearing people set the scene. Um, I'm glad we gave you a little bit of clarity. I still think you're aggressive, and I think it's fun. Yeah, no, we, <laughs> uh, we it was not a read by any means. We love no. that you're aggressive. We think you should continue to be aggressive, and we think you should play him this podcast of us telling him that his marriage is doomed. From the start, <laughs> his marriage is doomed. And I'm glad you're into his wife. Maybe you can be friends after they do get a divorce. Because yeah. <laughs> I think you need to cut him out like a cancer. Okay, we have one last... <laughs> Update, and it's gonna be when you have your like little last thing right before we go on, it's always something so scary. <laughs> you need to cut it out like a cancer. Anyway, we're gonna keep playing updates. <laughs> um, back to the fun, cut him out like a cancer. Um, so anyway, I had a great time on the ship. <laughs> um, okay, last update. Hi, I'm leaving a second message. I'm sorry, the first one had police sirens in it. Mm. I'm the girl who called about her boyfriend. Um, being told by a psychic that we needed to break up and that he was going to meet the love of his life. Um, we got past the month where he was, like, supposed to be in that window of meeting the love of his life, which helped. Um, but also, <laughs> I took your guys' advice. And I called him, and we talked about it really seriously. Um, and I think it kind of got rid of the, like, the weird, mysterious stigma that was surrounding it. You know, that weird, like, a psychic told me what my future holds sort of thing. Um, but we talked about it, and it was really great. And, you know, it got a lot of stuff on the table that we we wouldn't have talked about if this hadn't happened. So I'm deciding that when the psychic said you're going to meet your true love in the month, what she meant was me and him are going to, like, re-fall in love with each other. Mm. Or some bullshit. I don't know. But thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, bye. Bye. Wow. That's great. That's, That's great. awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, that is ultimately what psychics are for, is for you to sort of extrapolate whatever bullshit you want out of it. But I, I'm so glad it worked out. It's so nice. I mean, ultimately, you're wrong. That's not what she said. She said he'd meet the love of his life in that month. And it's, it's true. Not and that like sounds like a person. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think <laughs> you're, sort of, you're, you're sort of playing fast and loose with the rules of what psychics are. And, but. you know, so Joel's sort of laughing, 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 making joke, joke, joke. And then I'm over here just fully sobbing. Because you said you'd be <laughs> fall in love with each other. <laughs> you met the real versions of you. Maybe that's what it is. Um, That's so nice. Good for you. It is so nice. And and just remember, um, you there is still time to turn to God, Jesus Christ, our <laughs> Lord, course. Savior, and turn away from this sort of like bullshit of psychicry. Like, cause here's the thing: like Jesus has a plan for you. He had before you even were born, when you were just an egg. He had a plan for you. And so, if he wants you to be with this guy, you'll be with this guy. And that is the will of the Lord. Yeah, Jesus wants me and Joel to get together. <laughs> Jesus wants me to finger you on a boat. <laughs> oh my God. That, you know, here's the thing. <laughs> oh, wait. I want to say it's one not, more not thing. not going to happen. I want to say one more update before we get jump into the calls, too, is that um, a couple episodes ago, we told everybody to go on the Reddit thread and talk to Alvin Ailey Chipmunk in Raleigh if you were 22 and not a murderer and a creep. And there was actually a lot of responses on um, the little thread about our episode. So um, nice. Alvin Ailey Chipmunk even created a Reddit account specifically to interact with people in rally. Um, so go back and find um, the Catherine Ligel post on the Earwolf boards and you can interact there or create another one. I don't know. Um, but I think it's cool. I hope you make some friends out of it. Yeah, um, uh, start a new community. Start a new cult. Sort of surrounding sort of surrounding us. us <laughs> in the worship of us. Yeah. <laughs> And our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Of course. Okay, those are all. We got another little little thing on the way to the next thing. <laughs> and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Anyway, cut him out like a cancer, and it's time for us to take some calls. <laughs> uh, I'm in so much pain. Um, okay. Oh, we both are like gasping. I know. We can't uh, barely breathe. At Ooh, this point. my heart has been pounding for two days straight. Okay, let's take some. How about I read this email yeah, um, you do that. while you um, navigate Catch the immense physical pain that you're in? <laughs> yes. Hello, Joel and Mitra slash Mitra and Joel. Love the pod. Huge fan. I know people always say don't lurk because you'll get your feelings hurt. But guess what? I'm a fucking clown. Oh, no. I was on my BF's phone scrolling through his Instagram because I was bored. We're generally pretty open with each other and he has a nicer phone than me. So she doesn't care. So he doesn't care about me using it to play games. I don't have enough storage for or like taking nice pictures and stuff. 
Anyway, I looked in his DMs to see what memes he was sending people, (laughs) and I saw a conversation between me and one of his, between him and one of his close friends. I'm not really the jealous type, so it didn't strike me as strange that he talks to and is close friends with other girls, but this convo pinged with me for a little, pinged me for a little. Earlier that week, he told me that his friend was having a rough time and her boyfriend cheated on her. In this convo, she told him she cheated on her boyfriend. I have no idea why he'd lie to me about that. And we've been saving money to eventually move out away from Michigan where we live now. And we like to talk about potential destinations. For the past month, I've been all about Colorado because I love the idea of being able to be outdoors all year round and being close to nature. He's always like, "Eh, I don't know, and is generally super noncommittal. In this conversation, he was like, I love Colorado so much. I want to move there someday, which was a freaking shock to me due to his previously lukewarm responses. And she was like, let's go to Colorado and be roommates and life partners. He didn't dignify that with a direct response, thank God, but I was still like, what the fuck? The whole conversation just struck me as so bizarre, and I'm suddenly dealing with a lack of trust of him and this other girl. I can't confront him without telling him I'm a nosy bitch, and it'll look bad. It also sounds like I was mistrustful from the get-go, even though I was really just bored. What do I do? Sincerely, you can give me the most dumbass name I really can give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so she was digging. She was digging digs. What's a dig? Let's see. Um, Um, To kill a lurking bird. (laughs) To kill a lurking girl. (laughs) Mitra. Wait a Mitra. <laughs> okay, so I just took a picture Mitra. of Joel's face. I will post that when this episode this. comes up. He's so upset with me. <laughs> That's, that's not even, what? Because you said don't lurk because you'll get your feelings hurt. But lurking doesn't rhyme with mocking. To kill a lurking bird. It came into my head as soon as I said it. I was like, I'm not going to think of anything else. And then I'll say it as soon as I'm done. I won't even give Joel a chance. Okay, to kill a lurking bird. That's. I mean, it's less of a name. It's like so long. <laughs> it's so long. Lurking bird. Um, what about... Turkey um, lurky. Turk... Lurk... Um, Lurking. Not hearing anything better than mine. Listen, <laughs> just because it takes longer doesn't mean we have to go with your first version. All right. But no, we're going with lurking bird. To just kill for a lurking bird. Lurk. We can't say that every time. Harper Lee's to kill a lurking bird. <laughs> Harper Lee's to kill a lurking bird. Well, you asked for the dumbest name imaginable. <laughs> and I guess we really put that to the test. Oh, Here's the thing. Yeah. You gotta tell him. There's I mean, just no way. There's no way you get over this. There's no way. There is absolutely no way that you move past this. I kind of feel the opposite, which is like if I do something. Sorry, I'm eating an Altoid. Um, if I do, <laughs> <laughs> if I do something to sabotage myself, then I often will just keep that to myself because I'm like. I did the, I fucked up. I was being nosy. But it does, this conversation does suck. I will say, I have never, like, I don't go into partners' things. It's yeah. mostly, like, me looking at, like, pictures of, like, exes or something. Or, like, their, like their exes and being like, uh, fuck. Like, I, they're I, better than me. I will say I was, like, famous, 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 famous um, in for a long time. Actually, probably up until, like, my, like, early 20s for going into my friend's uh, Facebook uh, inbox and searching my name and then finding every conversation where my no. name was mentioned just oh to find God. out what shit my friends were talking about me. And I never brought it up, but I would find ways like, um, I can't remember like a specific example, but say like my friends were like talking shit about like the size of my pants or something like that. Like Joel's Joel always wears like the dumbest pants. Like I would then for like weeks afterwards, like in front of the friends who were saying it, like be like, don't you guys love my pants? <laughs> like I would bring it up in every way possible. I would just like focus, focus, focus until like they either like figured out it, that I, I knew somehow and they wouldn't. Somehow you're being so yeah. subtle. <laughs> or, you know, it would just like freak them out. And I think that's like a fun sort of avenue to be like, oh, I was talking to Julie, whatever the friends he was talking to. And she said that you're actually like really jazzed to move to Colorado. Why would you lie about that and so sort of compact the lie but still get, call him out in his lie and so no one can be mad if everyone's lying it's also like I looking through DMs does sound like you don't 
trust. Him. No, yeah, let's not pretend that, like, okay, sure, you were bored, but you wanted to see what memes he was sending out. Harper Lee's to kill a lurking bird. <laughs> don't, don't shit on my dick and tell me it's ice cream. Like, oh. it is not, that's not Harper the case. Harper Lee's to kill a lurking bird. <laughs> don't shit on my dick and tell me it's ice cream. Incredible. It's so obvious <laughs> that what you were doing. All of that should be the title. <laughs> <laughs> 42 words long. <laughs> the metadata. I, I just have to say, like, do, don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to us. You were going, you wanted to find sh- something like this. You, or you, more likely, you wanted to not find anything like this. Yeah, it is self-sabotage to. to put yourself in this position. But I think ultimately, no one can be mad here because you all lied. Everybody lied. Everybody's Everybody did shady. something. And Everybody's being shady. I think that you need to bring this up. And I think you need to come clean. And I think you like, listen, if you think that this, if you think that we're dumb enough to fall for, um, I just wanted to see what memes you were sending out. Maybe your boyfriend's dumb enough for, to fall for that to Harper Lee's to kill a lurking bird. Maybe <laughs> be like, Hey, I was just seeing what memes you were sending out to your friends. And I've read your whole conversation where you were saying some dumb shit. Um, yeah, I guess I'm team talk to him now too, because it seems more um, exciting. <laughs> it seems more exciting. And update us, babe, when that happens. Because here's the thing. You don't want to move to Colorado with somebody. That yeah. is huge. I think, like, no matter what, you need to... Because there is some gray area. Because ultimately, the thing is, it's like, yes, it's weird, but, like, it wasn't like he was like, yeah, let's move to Colorado, you know, with right. his he friend. Right, he, di- he disengaged when she was saying, like, the really upsetting stuff. But the, the stuff about, like, <laughs> wanting to go to Colorado when he's, like, either way, like, it just seems like... He's not being he clear might be, with the, you. The and, thing is, is like, I actually think there's a version of this where he's lying to her, mm. the friend, and not to you. Because mm-hmm. that's possible. And I also totally get also why he would lie about her cheating versus her being cheated on. Like, if, like, I can kind of see some version where, like, he was like, I don't want to make my friend look bad. Right. So I'm going like, to. I would be annoyed. Bend the truth on that. But, like. Yeah, I don't know. I like. It just feels weird because it's like, why protect? Like, if you're gonna spill the beans about like what's been going on in someone else's like private life, you might as well be truthful about it. Right. Unfortunately, though, that lie is not like a smoking gun enough so that like when she's like, "Hey, I was looking through your shit and I found out you were cheating on me," like that immediately, like he can't be that mad at her because she found something worse. Ultimately, the things that he lied about aren't that bad so yeah. like it could if he has a reasonable explanation for both of those lies it could sort of blow up in her face yeah I feel like if you want um big drama then you should talk about it but also like I'm kind of the camp of like what you do to yourself to sort of self-flagellate is kind of your problem yeah and then I think you can do the this is the third option which is say like hey do you really want to move to Colorado do you really do you or do you not I need you to tell me honestly do you want to move to Colorado yeah and then be like, also, I heard that Ashley actually cheated on her boyfriend and not the other way around. Why would you lie to me about that? Ashley. And you, don't have, and you don't have to tell. It's, a, it's an Ashley. It's Ashley. It's always an Ashley. It's always and you don't Ashley. have to tell her, tell him how you know that. So there's a, there's a version where you get everything you, get you want. my sources. Yeah, I have sources. I'm I have eyes everywhere. I have eyes everywhere. I'm harp released to kill a lurking bird. <laughs> God. Joel's so upset. They better, get, we better come up with something better. Otherwise, Ryan's going to have to name this. Harper Lee's To Kill a Lurking Bird. And that's a <laughs> long-ass podcast title. I think uh, it's really good. Yeah, you, I'm sure you do. Okay. <laughs> All right. First voicemail of the day, Dana. Hi. Okay. So when I was in high school, I'm in college now. But when I was in high school, there was this boy who used to send me, like, a lot of unsolicited dick pics. Um, it was really annoying. We never even spoke in real life, but he sent me... So many pictures of his penis and also a lot of pictures of him in like lazy thongs which were somehow worse and I wasn't like traumatized it was just really annoying um and then anyway a few weeks ago he got murdered like he died um and it's a big deal because it's the first murder in my hometown in like 20 years and people keep calling me and talking to me and being like oh my god like I know that you were in the same grade as him like did you know him like are you okay and I don't know what to say to them, and I feel really bad because I'm, like, not as bad as I feel like I should be when someone dies. I'm not, like, happy. I'm not, like, celebrating it. Um, and I recognize that objectively, like, it is sad. But this kid was essentially, like, a stranger, except worse because a stranger who sent me so many pictures of his penis. 
and I just kind of feel like a sociopath, and I don't know what to say when people ask if I knew him or when people try and talk to me about how sad it is, and then I, like, made some jokes about the situation to some friends of mine at school who, like, didn't even know him, and they were like, wow, like, that's so not cool to joke about, and I feel like I, like, lost their respect a little bit. Um, and yeah, it's just a really weird situation. And I guess, yeah, my question is, how are you supposed to feel when the boy who sent you dick pics for years gets murdered? And am I a sociopath? And what do I say when people talking about it? And how do I gain back the respect of everyone I know? Um, thank you. Love the pod. Bye. Joel, would you like to name this person? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I'm getting to it. <laughs> Let me get to it. Okay, so we've got. Okay, we're just giggle, giggle, picks. giggle. Like I know. Amazing idea. Coming. I know. Listen. With the, with the show that you just put on about what I did, <laughs> we better get a good. Yes, because the thing is, is like I I like I go through the process of like spitballing. I sort of am like, what do we have? You here want to it to be with? collaborative. You yeah. know, we got murder dick. You know, of course, that's not it. That's no. not it. I don't throw it out confidently and say murder dick is it. But that's like, that's a part of it. Like, we've got murder dick. We've got um, dick murder. We've got, um, you know, who's been murdered. You know, like, um, murder she dick, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Murder she dick. Murder she dick. Okay. And guess what? Yeah. I'm going to be really nice about this. Uh-huh, because it's great. <laughs> you, why else? Why wouldn't you be nice about this? Because it's fucking great. Murder, she dick? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. I'm actually really excited to use that name. Um, and I'm Murder, not, she dick. Yeah, murder, she dick. I will keep saying it. I love it. <laughs> I love how it feels to say it. Murder, she dick. I don't think you have anything to feel bad about when people ask you if you knew this person. You say no. And to your friends who you made an un- off-color gallows humor joke to, let them know that this person systematically harassed you sexually for years. Yeah, that's trauma. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, gl- I'm, I'm glad that you live in an age where receiving dick pics and lazy thongs. What is that? I don't know. One thing I would like to ask of this caller is please um, contact us and let us know what a lazy Lazy thong thong is. is. I was like, I mean, I definitely don't know what it is. Um, Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. um, Yeah. I'm glad you're not traumatized by that. But guess what? That is sexual harassment. Um, It sucks that that happened to you. It sucks that he was murdered. I would like to know how he was murdered. I'd like to know who he was murdered by, actually. And well, you're going to have to solve the crime. That's my favorite thing to do. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm very. Uh, it's a horrible situation all around. That I sucks, think no matter what. All you, all you're required to do is like you can say you didn't know this person. You can also just say like, it's very sad that. Yeah. I feel very bad for this person's family. Yeah. Or whatever. You know, That's just it. you can say something generic. You don't have to go. You don't have to like air out your trauma. To yeah. People. You don't have to talk about the dick pics or the lazy thoughts. Yeah. But you don't like you. You said yourself that this person was a stranger to you. So you're not lying by saying that you didn't really know this person well. Yeah. But you can just say it's a really sad situation because it is a sad situation, which you can acknowledge. And yeah. And I want to know what the joke was that you said. Because if know. it was, because if it was, I hope that. It was open casket and the cl- and he's buried in a lazy thong. I, <laughs> I think that's funny. And I think your friends are wrong for not laughing at it. Yeah, tell us the joke. <laughs> yeah. Update us with the joke and that because we do need that context. Yeah, because that, that will help us figure out how to answer the second part of this, which is how to deal with your friends. But th- also, like, your friends yeah, should yeah, fucking get that. over yeah, it. Yeah, it's truly, like, it's not like you tweeted it out. It's not like you said it to the press. It's not like you went to the funeral and got up and gave a eulogy where you said the joke. Like, yeah. Like what are what if else you are friends for? If you can't joke about the person who sexually harassed you getting murdered with close friends in a private setting, then what the fuck can you joke about? This fucking PC world. I know. I'm so sick of the liberal. That I will say. I do. <laughs> I am on her side, though. I do think she should be able to joke about that with friends to process this. Uh, completely. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, as for getting the respect back, I think honestly, like, it would. Tell it, them about the lazy thongs. Tell them about the lazy thongs. Murder she dick. And then let us know what the joke was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's take a break and then we'll be back. And we're back. Woo! Uh, we have an email. email. Whose turn is it? 
Um, I think it's, uh, hate to say it, yours. Wow. Okay, here I go. I was dumped after I had sex with a guy for the first time because, in his words, we didn't have a good physical connection. I thought it was good, but I'm not super experienced, so I'm left thinking that I'm bad at sex. How can I convince myself that my sexual inexperience isn't why he dumped me? I'm also worried that this will stop me from sleeping with new people because I'm worried that my lack of sexual skill will cause anyone I sleep with to leave. Um... I don't think you have any reason to distrust the take this at face value. This is very true. There's a lot of different styles of sex yeah. to have. And you're not it's not always gonna be great with everybody. And that's an important component of and, of a of a relationship for a lot of people. And in in something like this, like what can be great for one person might be terrible for another person. So like the truth of his bad experience does not negate the truth of your positive experience but you have to just honor his experience yeah. of your sexual encounter and it's fine like there that happens to everybody like they might not necessarily say it so clearly and i and, and it does suck that it happens when you're like still early in your experience or like you don't have a lot of experience um but it's fine. Like, I think it's totally normal. I've, I have to say, I like made out with no less than, literally no less than 200 people this week. And especially the couples that I made out with, like I would make out with one person in the couple and I'd be like, this person is an awful kisser, terrible kisser. And then I would make out with their partner and they would be equally as bad. And it, it dawned on me, I was like, oh no, I guess like they like it that way. And they yeah. found that connection and they found someone that kisses like them and that works for them. I could never in a million years dream of kissing a person who kissed like this. Yeah, but they, they're they like, it's great. And like, the, the, the I think, honestly, it is a gift. Like, it's like, you don't want to keep having sex with someone that you're like auditioning to have sex mm -hmm. with. Like, and like, tweaking the way that you fuck. You just have to find somebody that compliments the way that you yeah. fuck. yeah. It, it it would be like you want to have sex with him again after he said that. No, <laughs> yeah. So I I totally get that it would be like how that could be a blow to confidence, but I will say like I think it is actually helpful and uh like overall a dis like a disheartening thing to hear, but it's more important to hear the truth so you can just yeah. do like have and sex hey, with other people. Guess what? You want everyone to be having fun. Like, I wouldn't want to be having sex with someone who wasn't having fun having sex with me just because I was having fun. Yeah, completely. It, it like, y the sex will be so much better when it is yeah. people who do actually experience a big physical connection. So get the fuck out of there. Yeah, and don't, just, like, don't, it's not, uh, it's not about being good or bad. Oh, my God. No, because there are people who, like, like, like you were just saying, it's, like, what can be the worst thing to you is mind-blowing to somebody else. So it's just finding people that compliment. Although I will say I think I am in sort of, like, the median range. I'm a great kisser. I know I'm a great kisser, and I, like, I, I think that they're wrong. I actually think the people that kissed bad were wrong and that's the beauty of the world that we live in is that i think that um you sound crazy too <laughs> wait oh we have to name this person oh fuck okay um that's a bad sex uh dump uh dump truck dump sex dumb mm. there's just not a lot to go on here i know sort of so i want to i want to say where i got from what you said of like mm -hmm. dump truck dump i have um curb your enthusiasm <laughs> Do you understand why? No. Because um, cause you were saying like dump, dump truck and all that stuff. Uh -huh. And I was thinking of like trash by the curb. And I'm saying this person should curb their enthusiasm for this terrible person. Wow. You are cruel today because you are tired. <laughs> 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 and I don't feel well either. And I'm really, curbed. I'm doing my best curbed. Let's just say curbed. Well, this person, Larry David. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I feel about real names. I know, but you're being mean to me and you're not actually <laughs> elevating me. You are, you are being mean. So I'm going to go. I'm going to I am lifting out. you up. I lift you up because I'm challenging you. I'm lashing I out in the only you. way that I, I know how. I challenge you. Every time we step into the studio, I challenge you to be better. And that's lifting you up. And if you can't see that, then get out of my classroom. <laughs> Glasses in session, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> okay, curbed. Ah, oh, curbed. Okay. All right. Let's move on to our next voicemail. Hey there. So I'm going to try to keep this real short. Um, a little bit about me. I'm just an Israeli-American adoptee floating around the United States. And one of the hardest things I have um, as a queer trans person who is Israeli-American is whenever I chat with other queer people about politics, they always seem to hate where I am from. 
It's as if the only thing that is important about me is the fact that I was born in Haifa, and I obviously care and support all of the things in politics that are going on in Israel. It's um, kind of devastating because I feel like most people can't look past that, and I think I'm a pretty cool guy, but, you know, they never really get to know because they never try. So I guess my question to you is, obviously don't talk about politics, but when it inevitably comes up, how do I steer the conversation either away or get people to understand the intersectionality of human beings? Love your podcast, and by love, I mean I listen to it a couple of times with my partner. Hope you're having a great day. Okay. Uh, No need to be rude. (laughs) Um, (laughs) B-E-D. Um, I was gonna, because this is tricky. Yeah. Um, for the name, yeah, I know. Um, Going Gal Gadot. Yes. Okay. Oh, Guy Gadot. Guy Gadot. Guy Gadot, because he says he's a nice guy. Okay. He's a pretty cool guy. Guy Gadot. Yes. And now, now you see, you come, you come, you're on my side again because well, I said, oh, I said a celebrity name, and you go. But it's not just the celebrity. Uh, it's <laughs> always a little bit different. Fine, Guy Gadot. Guy Gadot. Okay. Listen. <laughs> I feel that we must remove at least fourteen yeah, 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 minutes yeah, yeah. of us. For sure. For sure. For okay. Sure. <laughs> okay. Um. I mean, this is hard because, like, you know that you have a view that people that is, that is controversial. I think, especially among, or at least like a topic of discussion. Well, it's unclear to me. It's unclear to me what their political ideation is. Like, well, it- I care and support all the things in politics that are going on in Israel, and I yeah, mean, it does. It's so it's so unclear to me whether and what how they feel about Palestine. Yeah, I guess I read this in a way that where I drew my own conclusion about I, like what I think it would be controversial, but I right. And I I it was so funny when I listened to it. I was like, oh, this person is obviously in support of a two state solution, but people assume because they're Israeli, he's not. But now I'm listening to it, and it's very unclear. Yeah. Um. So, but but clearly this has been problematic for you. I guess we can say mm-hmm. kind of regardless, this has been something that has. Seems to have been a long-standing issue. Um, I, I feel that um, with situations like this, this is clearly something that is central to this person's identity. So I think, like, for me, it's like, it, as someone who um, has allegiance to a controversial nation as well within United States politics. Um, I, I don't really want to talk to people or like surround myself with people who don't believe in the humanity of the people Mm -hmm. that I love or like disagree with sort of the foundational elements of my political beliefs and identity. So I don't know. I don't, I don't really have great advice about how to appease these people because I personally don't want to appease people like that in my life. Right. Like, I, we all have our lines. And like, it's like devastating because I feel like most people can't look past that and think I'm a pretty cool. I think I'm a pretty cool guy. And it's like, okay, yeah, there are a lot of pretty cool guys or people that, uh, you know, I can fall on the other. Like there are just lines that for me. It doesn't matter how cool of a guy or nice of a guy you are. If you like, we all draw our lines. Mm -hmm. And like, if you fall on a certain side of an issue, then it just doesn't matter how cool of a guy you are. What's unclear to me in this is like, are, I guess like, I I, I really wish they would have clearly stated sort of like what the thesis of their thing is. Cause like, if there's someone who's meeting you and they find out that you're Israeli and without asking you, what your ideology is, but are just writing you off because of your Israeli background. Well, that's problematic. Bad. Yeah. That's bad. That's racist. That's bad. Like, but, or not racist. That It's like, it's bad. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, if you're saying like, I wish people would still like me even like, cause I know a lot of queer, radical queer people are very sort of BDS, you know, um, pro-Palestine, pro-two-state solution, and I wish those people would like me even though I don't agree with them politically. Like, you can't have that. Yeah, or, or like, and I wonder, like, with, with things like this, it's like, it, if, it, if it is make or break for you, then you just have to deal with that. 
like it is hard. It is a bummer to not be liked. But if if you feel that you cannot be friends with someone who does not align or someone cannot be friends with you, you have to respect that and you have to respect your own beliefs and like not cater to someone who makes you feel less than for disagreeing with them. But it's also like, what can you disagree with people on? Are there things that you're not compromising on that you actually could? Not that, not that you have to compromise your beliefs, but it's like, what are your lines? And when people cross those lines, respect yourself enough to remove yourself from that situation or that person. Yeah. But there's also like, there's stuff that I believe that people in my life disagree with me on that are not, they do not, those are not the lines that I have drawn in the sand. So I'm, right. I'm happy to continue friendships with those people. Right. Like, and you don't, you know, you don't have to talk about those things with those people if you don't want to, or you can, if you want to undergo that labor, but like you can, you don't have to work, like you don't have to surround yourself with people who completely line up with exactly. you ideologically. And there are different levels of friendship. There are like definitely people, I mean, God knows working in comedy, there are people that I work with and I enjoy and that I like, like as people who are very nice to me, who I probably w don't agree on a lot of issues. And I keep those people at a certain distance because yeah. I don't need to be close to certain people, but I do like them, you know, yeah. and we can hang in the green room at a comedy show and like talk and chat and be cordial and nice and chill and make each other laugh. But, you know, they're not going to be at my fucking wedding. To me. <laughs> <laughs> Tara Johari. That's and my that favorite. is that Guy Godot. We have one more email. Oh my God, just crawling across the finish line. <laughs> we are whispering. We are so weak. Um, I'll go ahead and read this. Great. Hey, Mitra and Joel. Love the podcast. You guys are both hilarious and listening always brings joy to my day. So my question is, how do I broach the subject of asking my girlfriend to peg me? We've been dating for almost four years and our sex life is pretty good. I think we're both attentive to each other's needs. Everyone always finishes, etc. I wouldn't consider either of us prudes. We've lightly experimented with handcuffs and things of that nature, but nothing super serious. My issue is that I'm always the one dominating her. She likes to be submissive in bed, which I'm totally cool with as I enjoy the dominant role, but I also do have a submissive side in me that I'd like to explore. I brought it up with her... Uh, sort of hypothetically asking her if she could ever see herself being more dominant, but she seems hesitant to say yes. I'm worried if I ask her to peg me, she'll see me differently. And even if she does say yes and we go through with it, I'm worried she might find me less attractive afterwards. I've, I realize this is probably due to society's toxic views on masculinity, but I can't help feeling scared that this will somehow damage the relationship. We're both very progressive, progressive Bernie 2020. <laughs> and I know she would never laugh at my suggestion or be mean to me on purpose, but since she's used to me being more dominant, I'm scared of I'm scared changing the roles will be bad. Any advice or help you guys may have is greatly appreciated. Thank you. Also, I've never done any sort of anal play. So, Joel, do you have any suggestions for toys to prepare myself for this? Love you guys. Um, I have a suggestion, but you might hate it. I can't wait. Feel the peg. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Feel the peg. I don't Feel know. Ryan, I hope there was one name out of this bunch that you can use, but <laughs> we might be Harper. <laughs> This this episode will actually just not be released. Yeah, it will not be released. It will be untitled. Great, we just recorded untitled. us hanging out and reading for an hour. Um, I want to say really quickly about, I think you're um, conflating two different things here. Because guess what, babe? Um, there are such There is such a thing as submissive tops and dominant bottoms. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think you pegging necessarily needs to change your those dom submissive roles. Now, what's unclear to me in your email is, do you, like, I say you do have a submissive side that you kind of want to explore, but that can be separate from pegging. Like, you can still, like, have her peg you as the dom and have her be the sub. And I know that's, like, sort of a mind fuck for straight people sometimes. But, I mean, it's, I I've, I know that that exists, Um and that there are people with those roles and that yeah, you can I think it's like, definitely, at least that's a place to start Yes, with the experimentation. I think like detaching your mind of like the person getting like bucked, penetrated. penetrated is the one who is submissive. Sub, yeah. yeah. Um, Cause like, yeah. And, and like whether or not you like, you know, get to actually experience like experiment with your submissive side with your partner. Like this is at least a place to start where it's like, you can frame it as like, you know, I'm going to be a bossy bottom. And that's like, maybe, you know, and still that might not be, you know, something that's necessarily turns around, but we all sex but is compromised in a relationship. That's your partner. And they, I'm sure they want you to be happy and fulfilled. And it's like, that is a way for you to experience pleasure. So Yeah. Rock on. It uh, sounds like you, like, you're just nervous. I, 
I think that when you've been with someone for a long time and they're asking for a thing, like that might feel like a big deal because it sounds like it's a big change for you. But I don't think if you're in a good loving relationship, that will not make that will not fundamentally change how your no. partner sees you. Um, They've already probably seen you look so stupid because yeah. everyone looks so stupid when they fuck. <laughs> I would say also like maybe play on your own for a little while too. Like if you're like, it doesn't sound like you've ever been pegged. Um, so like maybe like just fuck your, buy a toy, fuck yourself on your own. I'm sure you're masturbating anyways, like in, at times away from your partner, like she's gone for the weekend, fuck yourself and see if you really like it and like how you enjoy it. And that's a, a really good way to get to know your own body for the eventuality. If, and when she does do the pegging herself. Um, and so I think that's like, you asked about advice. That's one big thing. Um, in terms of like prep, like there's no such thing as too much foreplay. Get, you know, finger, use silicone lube, fuck your sheets or get a towel. Like water-based lube is great if uh, you're, if you can, but I, I would suggest silicone because it feels better and is easier and it lasts longer. I would say there is such a thing as over-douching. I know that some people will hear this and go, ah, but you can, you can fuck up the lining of your uh, intestines if you over-douche. So wouldn't do it super a lot. Like, you know your body. I know my body. I know when I'm ready and when I'm not ready and um, I think like just be aware of that and be aware that like shit is um, a real possibility and it is just a reality sometimes in this business <laughs> the business of ass play um, and everybody cool knows that including your girlfriend and Bernie Sanders yeah that's sort of like the motto of the campaign at this point yeah shit happens <laughs> <laughs> And with that, and with that, we wish I you say, the best. Um, thanks so think much about for calling. Not monogamy, maybe if you can't meet each other's needs, and you're so progressive. <laughs> also, that's what not, I'm just saying, just saying. Uh, and that's our episode for this week. Thank you so much to everybody who emailed and called. Uh, if you want to talk to us on the phone, leave us a voicemail. Our number is 323-334-0371. That's 323-334-0371. Our email is urgentcarepod at gmail.com. Um, well, Rate us, subscribe to us. Thank you, Dana. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, July. Mitra and I have like truly 101 degree fevers at this point. <laughs> so we must go <laughs> we home. We're gonna go home. Asked to leave this building. Yeah, right we're now. being quarantined. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Joel. Speak. Thank you, Mitra. Listen, guys, just know that at the end of the day, Mitra and I hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>